It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Paolo Bancaro announces himself in a pro-am, and we talk about the Orlando Magic and what they need to have success this season. It's time for an August 1st edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Magic. Today is August 1st, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman. I am the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, Paolo Bancaro goes off for 50 points at the crossover. Why it is meaningful? Question mark? We'll talk a little bit about what we saw from Paolo uh, in his pro-am showing. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about what will make a successful season for the Orlando Magic. We're going to talk about the present today. We'll talk about the future and some of the things to keep an eye out for on our next episode of Locked on Magic. But before you do any of that, we want to thank you again for making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked on podcast covering the entire NBA including be sure to check out the latest episode of Locked On Celtics with, uh, I'm sure they have a great memorial to the late, great Bill Russell um, after his passing over the weekend. Be sure to check that out. Also, be sure to check out our previous episode uh, with Rafael Barlow, where we talked all things Paolo Bancaro and the Magic's young players with our Locked On NBA Big Board Draft Expert. You can check that out on our feed. It's the last episode before this one. So finish this episode, then go to, the, and then put that one next in your queue. It's all good. To the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So let's start today then with the news. Um, Paolo Carroll scored 50 points in a basketball game. Yes, it was a pro-am. Yes, no one was playing very much defense. Um, yes, take it all with the grain of the salt you want to take it. Um, like Summer League, I-, I would say it'd be more concerning if he struggled in this kind of a setting, especially in this kind of a setting. Um, and-, and I would agree that, yes, uh, Paolo scoring 50 in this kind of a setting it- it is not overly meaningful um, because, again, he's not playing up against NBA guys. He was on the same team as Chet Holmgren. These are meant to be showcase games. They are meant to get the crowd hyped. They are meant to... To be very relaxed. Again, not a lot of defense being played. A lot of ragged basketball. A lot of guys just going up and down. Um, not a lot of organization. This isn't how they're going to play in the regular season. And again, I, I, it's really important to make that distinction. Um, because, yes, that's ultimately what matters. What ultimately matters is how you play when the games count. When we're, uh, when, when we're in the regular season. When you're playing against other NBA guys. And look... The team they were playing, Jane McDaniels, solid player for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He had 52 points in the game. 
no one's confusing Jane McDaniels with a future as a future superstar. Uh, you know, the same way that they might be about Paolo Vancaro. However, I I I I, I want to say this part of the equation. Um, the Magic have not had a player score 50 points or more in an NBA game since Tracy McGrady back in 2004. The closest that they've come since Dwight Howard left, uh, Victor Oladipo had 45 in a game against the Cleveland Cavaliers in March 20, on the air, 2014 or 2015, I believe. To, to say the least, then, it's been a long time since the Magic could even think about having a player who could score 50. We got crazy when Aaron Gordon hit 42 and hit six three-pointers in, in, in a loss, I believe, to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We went nuts over that. We went nuts over Victor Oladipo's 45-point game, just like we went nuts over his, what, 38-point game in that double overtime loss to the Thunder. Essentially, Magic history over the last decade has been hunting for this kind of dominant score. Dwight Howard was that to some degree. But Orlando has needed a guy who could create off the dribble and create his own shots and create baskets in the way that we frankly saw Paolo Bancaro do. Again, the defense was the defense. Um, So, you know, again, he's not going to average 50. He's not going to look this good when he gets to this gets to regular season play again like Trey Young played in the same played in this in the crossover on Sunday in Seattle uh, played alongside John Collins and DeJounte Murray um again they're they're used they use this time to experiment a little bit but most of all they use this time to put on a good show for the fans that's especially the crossover the crossover is all about giving back to the fans of Seattle a a, a great basketball community that deserves an NBA team had one you know Fairly or unfairly, but had one taken away from them when when that community deserves basketball. is a great basketball community. And Paolo Vicaro said, it, it, absolutely, if the NBA expands, Seattle is a shoe-in for that. He is 100% correct on that. Um, and you could tell just by the energy in the gym when Paolo and Chet walked in that it was going to be a wild night. The reason why this 50-point game has a little bit of more meaning, though, is because of just how translatable everything felt. Look, Paolo put every single part of his game, offensive game on display. All the offense that we were hoping to see in Summer League, he kind of just unleashed on these unsuspecting defenders throughout the course of the game. There was the post-ups when he got smaller defenders on him, including a 360 jam off a spin move on a post-up that was just ridiculously athletic. There was... The kind of pull-up three-point game that, again, the Magic have just frankly lacked. Um, it was just dropping threes at, at, at one point. Um, there was the step, the, the dribble moves into step backs and pull-up jumpers. He did it all. He, he literally did it all. And sure, again, he didn't play much defense. Nobody did in this game. Um, you know, he showed the power and, and skill and athleticism that he has to finish at the rim. There's one particularly notable play where he dunked, and it was one of those. It's it, it, it's it's a college gym, but a small college, so it looks like a high school gym. They had one of those baskets that retract from the ceiling. He dunked it so hard the basket kind of that he kind of pushed the basket back, um, and, and he hung onto the rim. Thank God, because if he didn't, that would have been real dangerous. But 
Um, but again, that just shows the power he has. And look, Saturday, you know, Paolo and Chet's appearance got NBA NBA.com to stream the game. I know Magic fans were asking whether 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 there was going to be a stream. The NBA is starting to embrace these programs as a way to continue keeping their product relevant and and fresh even during a, a dead part of the offseason. But the internet was buzzing about Paolo's performance. And, and again, it, there, there was that sort of crossover. It translated. Again, I don't want to overblow what Paolo did on Saturday. I, I don't want to, like, send it into overdrive and say, like, oh, this is, you know, we got we got him. And, and I you know, again, we'll find out. I, I, I want to... I know a lot. I'm really excited about what I saw. I'm really excited about everything he did, but I still want to slow the breaks down and say, like, look, let's see him in the preseason. Let's see him in in a regular season before we before we start start betting the house on, on him. Um, and I think that is still probably a really good bet, and I still think that he's going to be a very good player. And, and again, I still think he's going to be rookie of the year this year. But let's let's wait. Let's 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 get let's get some actual proof. But it is harder and harder to deny it. It is harder and harder to say that he is not going to be a sure thing. He's not going to be a guy that hit, that doesn't hit. He's not going to be a guy that isn't going to be able to deliver at a high level. Now, Orlando's going to have to use him right. They're going to have to develop him correctly. They're going to have to figure out how to piece that roster around him. But this was a really impressive showing. And for a franchise that has not even been able to hint at having a 50-point score for almost two decades now, that is really, really exciting. And Saturday was really, really, really exciting. I want to talk a little bit about what the Magic have to do this year to start to have some success. We're going to talk a little bit about expectations, especially reasonable expectations, as I think a lot of people are super excited about this team, but maybe putting the cart before the horse. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor, the delicious indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate, that's right, Built has done it again. I actually had a cookie dough chunk puff bar yesterday. was extremely surprised at how delicious it was. It was fantastic. So let me introduce you to this favorite. It has a light and chewy texture with real cookie dough chunks and, of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. It's all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it or the stomach ache that comes from just eating raw cookie dough anyway. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat. You can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. It's so good. So what's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and it tastes better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar... Grab yourself a Built Bar today. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your, again, use promo code LOCK15 to take advantage of this great deal. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, you know, we're starting to see the odds. We're starting to see the over-unders come out for the Orlando Magic here as, as we hit this dead part of the season. Um, you know, the schedule will be out in the next couple weeks probably. Um, you know, I, I still suspect the NBA is trying to wait out the Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell situations, but they could only wait so long. They got to cinch that schedule in. So I, I would say we'll probably see a schedule... If not next week, then almost certainly the week after. Um, I can't imagine it lasting past August 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, somewhere in there. So, you know, we're, we're about a week and a half, you know, roughly away from getting a schedule um, and, and really kind of mapping out what this season is. And I know a lot, I know the teams already probably have a draft version of the schedule. Um, we'll get into all that when, when we get there. What I am seeing is two things. First, I'm seeing fans really, really excited about this team. And they should be. Absolutely be excited about this team. There's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot to like about this team. I'm excited for this season. I think it's going to be a fascinating, fascinating season. Um, But I will say there are people who are maybe putting the cart before the horse. Uh, And I'm not here to dampen that enthusiasm. I'm not here to say that, no, the Magic have no chance of making the playoffs or the play-in tournament. I'm not going to be that guy. The Magic are absolutely capable with the talent they have to surprise a lot of people and make the play-in tournament. But I would still judge that as very unlikely. However, I, I think that also the Vegas odds, our pals at Bet Online included, um, who are never wrong, by the way, um, are maybe undervaluing the Magic a little bit. I've seen their win-loss total come in at 25.5. I've seen them seen it come at 27.5. Basically, they're looking at the Magic being a high 20-win team. Uh, Again, an improvement of like five or six wins. And while I also think that that is certainly within the realm of possibility, considering how young and still to some extent mismatched this roster is, I, I would say that that still feels a little low. That this team is capable. Now look, I will set my expectations a little bit. I've I've already said what I believe is important for the season. Uh, I believe that this this season is not necessarily about a win loss total yet. It is about continuing to make progress. It is about you know we saw what the outlines of a winning team might look like for the Orlando Magic of what this team is trying to be. This year we need to really see it harden. We need to understand who fits what the Magic are trying to build and who doesn't, and begin to start making moves to make this roster make sense. Having said that, I do agree with Jamal Mosley, especially that the Magic have to start winning a little bit. I, honestly, I, I don't think we should put a full win-loss ex- expectation on this team, but I, I think 30 wins is more than a fair goal to hit. Uh, a small goal, don't get me wrong. It's not It's not the, the, the grandest goal in the world, but I think it is 
a, a, I think it is a good benchmark to go from 22 to 30 wins, you know, again, and hopefully exceed 30 wins. It's a, it's a, it, 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 I'm putting a real low bar here um, as far as win-loss total, I, I think. But I, I understand that there's, there's still a lot that this team has to figure out, and, and this team is so incredibly young. They're going to have a lot of bad stretches. It's, it, this season, as much as anything, is going to be about the ups and downs. So what, what are reasonable expectations for this team? What are the reasonable expectations for this season? Uh, you know, obviously, we talked extensively about Paolo Bancaro and what he did at the crossover and what he was able to do in summer league. Like, I will note at the crossover, he tried to make some crazy passes, but uh, not crazy passes, but some really good passes. And like in summer league, his players weren't quite ready for them, couldn't handle them. And B, they weren't really running sets to, to, to get open for passes. He was, there was a lot of one-on-one basketball and it just, it, 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 it's not my favorite kind of basketball, but nevertheless, it's, it's fun when you score 50 and you play that way. It's, it's not fun when you uh, don't. Um, but nevertheless, uh, you know, a lot of the season's going to be riding on Paolo. And I think one thing that we're going to see throughout the course of the season um, is we're going to see this kind of push and pull between Paolo Bancaro and what the Magic are hoping to get from him. Um, I think that we will see this sort of uh, experimenting um, of not just with Paolo, with Jalen, with Fonz, with, with a lot of guys um, to say, go, you know, go figure some stuff out. Like, do it within our system, do it within our sets. But for Paolo especially, a lot of the season is going to be spent figuring out what is a good shot what can I do now in the NBA? What do I need to work on? It's going to be about exploring and figuring out parts of his game. And so that means there will be a night where he scores 35 and seems to have it all figured out. And then a night where he goes 8 for 20 or goes 5 for 20 or 5 for 18 or something like that and scores like 12, 15 points because he's struggling to find those, those boundaries and find what makes sense. There's going to be games, and again, we saw this, we see this with so many star players. There's going to be games where he scores a lot of points, but his team doesn't win. And a big thing that he, he like every star, potential star, has to learn is how do I make sure others stay involved and keep others involved and know when it's my turn to go? He's a rookie. He's not going to know that. Now, we, the thing I think we know about Paolo at this point is he is very team-oriented. He's going to do everything he can to make his teammates better. But honestly, like one of the things in Summer League that we saw from him is perhaps, a hesit- not a hesitancy, but he wasn't ready. He wasn't willing to take over at times where maybe he needed to. Or the Magic weren't able to give him the ball at times when he needed to take over in that setting. So again, there's going to be this push and pull. And, and Franz is the same way. I have the same questions for Franz. Franz played very well within his box, within his lane last year. What happens if the Magic try to expand that lane? If the Magic say, hey, let's play you this way. We want you, like again, like literally, I wanted Franz Wagner to play a game in Summer League where the Magic said, get 20 shots tonight. Don't worry about how you do it. We want you to get 20 shots tonight. And, and, it, and that exercise, again, it's not about the team, which Franz is very much about the team. That exercise is more about Franz figuring out how to impose himself on the game. I, I would have said the same thing to Paolo. Give me one more summer league game where they just tell Paolo, hey, get 20 shots tonight. We don't care how. We don't care. You know, be smart about it. Don't, don't be reckless about it. But today is your game to get 20 shots. That's what summer league is for, to be frank. Um, and so I would have loved to see 
see those opportunities so they can begin exploring what what that, that kind of play looks like or what or, or, or how to impose themselves on a game and just kind of learn okay like I got to make sure I'm doing this it, it's not again it's not it's about the process it's learning the process and not not necessarily the result that's really that's really I think what this season is about for a lot of these young players is learning these parameters learning these guide rails these these structures that they have to fit within and they have to be successful with them. To me, that's a huge chunk of what we're going to learn this season. And it's a big part of the Magic story, is figuring out how all these players sit together, what a good shot is, what a good play is, what a winning play is. And, and, and this team is so young, and, and guys are stepping into new roles that there's going to be rough parts. So if I don't share the same play-in tournament or playoff enthusiasm that you do, it's because this is going to be another season of learning. It's going to be a season of progress, but a season of learning still. And that means there's going to be mistakes. Now, obviously, it's not just a season of learning. It's a season of recovery, too. And I want to talk a little bit more about those injuries coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Undoubtedly, um, it's not just about these star players and, and trying to find the star and trying to define what that star is. Um, if the Magic are going to have any success, they got to be healthy. Um, bottom line, they've got to be healthy. Um, the last two seasons have essentially been derailed completely by injuries. As, as most fans were pointing out to me, the Magic weren't really a 22-win team last year. They had a lot of injuries. And look, you look at some of the lineups the Magic had, yeah, there is plenty of reason for optimism. Uh, the Magic starting group from last year, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter, had like a minus 1.5 net rating. For a team that was, what, minus 8 for the season, 22 wins, to have their most used starting lineup be only minus 1, and again, early in the season, it was the best starting lineup in the entire league, um, is encouraging. And obviously, adding Paolo Caro, adding back Marco Fultz, adding back Jonathan Isaac, that adds depth. And certainly for the Magic last year, depth was a huge issue. Their bench was abysmal. And that's no offense to the guys that play off the bench. They were young. They struggled. They really struggled to get themselves going, to find the right fits. And, and I think one of the things that the Magic are going to have to do this year is make sure that they have, the right, that they have good balance between their lineups. Um, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. It's going to be interesting to see how the Magic manage things. 
We do expect Jonathan Isaac to be back for training camp. I have no reason to believe Jonathan Isaac won't won't be back for training camp. You know, obviously he's got recovery from from the surgery. You know, who knows where he really is on that. Uh, but I do think that I do think that the Magic are going to very carefully manage his return. He's going to come off the bench. He's going to play maybe twenty minutes a game the same way Markel Fultz did. He's going to be very very managed. I doubt he plays very many back to backs. Um, but like the star players. He's going to be in there to make mistakes. He's going to be in there for his recovery to make mistakes, to kind of figure, to, to kind of get his feet wet. And again, you know, Marco Fultz spo- spoiled us, but Marco Fultz had his struggles too. As good as he was, he struggled in some areas too. And the Magic were very right to carefully manage him, and, and, and they'll do the same with Isaac, um, so that he can be effective and make the most of the minutes he's in. But it's going to be a process there too, especially for Isaac, who hasn't played in two years. He's going to need to get his wind. He's going to need to get everything back in order. And again, it could happen real quickly. It could, he could be make a major impact very quickly, or it could be inconsistent for a while. And again, I, I think as long as Isaac is playing and showing signs of pro- productivity, um, I think you could consider this season a success for him. I, I, I don't think... His, he is more process over results than any player on this roster. As long as he is in there, as long as he is feeling healthy, as long as uh, as long as he's feeling healthy, as long as he's getting strength, as long as he's getting better, as long as there are more good days than bad days, he's going to be fine. Um, but again, that's that speaks to kind of the expectation around the whole team. Is the same deal. Process over results. If you're doing the right things, if you're running the sets, if you're executing what the team wants from a base perspective, if you're if you're moving on, if you're if you're improving generally through the course of the season, if you're beginning, if you're if you're understanding those concepts more and more and more as the season goes on. And again, this was a credit to Jamal Mosley. The Magic were playing their best basketball later in the season than they were at the beginning of the season. They did get better. Now, granted, some of that is Markel Fultz came back. Some of that is. End of the season, teams tend to wane and wax their interests a little bit. Um, and certainly the Magic did over the last two weeks of the season. Um, but but it, it's it, it's it, it's going to be a process. It's going to be an up-and-down season. And, and, and that's really, I think, the main point we got to get across here is don't freak out over down periods. They're going to be down periods. It's a young team. They're going to make mistakes. Don't get too high on the up periods. The up periods are going to be signs that, hey, this thing could work, and we need to see those. We will need to see those. But this season is about the process. It's about understanding the guardrails. It's understanding where they can get better. It's understanding and and learning how to get better, how to win more frequently, taking some lumps on that front, playing in more competitive games but losing some close games so that you understand and learn what it takes to win them later on. That's what this season is going to be about for this Orlando Magic team. And yes, you hope to see some results. Like, don't get me wrong. You want to see wins. And wins have to start coming. They have to start having that understanding of how to win. It doesn't have to happen immediately. But as we get later in the season, they can't be making the same mistakes. As Jamal Mosley even said, you can't make the same mistakes over and over and over again. It's about learning and growing. That's what this season's about. That's what the real expectation for this season is about. It's not a win total. It's not the playing term. It's not the playoffs. It's about learning and growing and continuing to get better. And this team is certainly capable of doing all of that. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. Follow the podcast 
uh, or subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening advice. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. I'm sure they have a great retrospective on Bill Russell, his career, and his legacy. You can check them out at Locked On NBA. Be sure also to check out Locked On Celtics for their perspective. Um, no one knows Celtics history as well as John Corrales. He literally wrote the book on it. Um, so be sure to check out Locked On Celtics. I'm going to put that in my queue, actually. Um, Bill Russell, one of my all-time favorite players. Um, I read John Feinstein's book, uh, Let Me Tell You a Story on Red Arbach. Just even the stories that Red tells in that book about Bill Russell, he's he's the best. And 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 I I was I was heartbroken yesterday, um, not only with Bill Russell but also Nichelle Nichols, um, just two two icons, two human beings that 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 this world will never replace. Um, so definitely check out Lockdown Celtics for their retrospective and their perspective on the passing of uh, NBA legend and human being legend uh, Bill Russell. But that's going to do it for me today. Tomorrow On tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic, we're going to talk a little bit about the future and how the books are starting to line up for the Orlando Magic. Uh, plus, the roster's full. We'll get to that on tomorrow's, on our next episode of Lockdown Magic. And until then, for Orlando Magic, we'll be Lockdown Magic. This is the full roster. So again, another episode. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.